Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. So the Texans picked up a win. The final score not indicative of how big a route or route the game actually was. Patriots scored a a couple of touchdowns late in the game. And their defense, their vaunted defense, gave up 28 points to Sean Watson. Now, one of those uh, touchdowns came courtesy of Tom Brady and a bad pass by Brady. But Deshaun Watson had three touchdowns. He had 234 yards and a relatively easy time. 
Not a lot of interference by the New England Patriots' vaunted defense in this game. And the offense for the part of the game where it was competitive, where the game was in the balance, New England was a no-show, and Tom Brady was furious on the sidelines as the bulk of the game, the Patriot offense, was stuck in molasses in this particular game. It was bad. Uh, It it was bad for the Patriots offense. And the odd thing about this, in garbage time, Tom Brady fattened up the stat sheet. So it's it's the people that didn't watch the entire game. as well, Brady, you can't blame Brady. He had 326 yards, three touchdowns in the game. He had an interception. But that is classical stat stuffing uh, is what it is. Tom Brady had 137 yards in the fourth quarter passing. Uh, He was below 200 yards passing going to the fourth quarter, had a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter, completed 9 of 13, had a passer rating of 143. The game was over, though, going to the fourth quarter. The Texans' defense, they decided, we're going to take the the pedal off the metal here, and we're we're not going to put our foot down on the gas. We're going to, you know, typically, like most NFL teams, the game's over, you just play sleepy, you play on your heels, try to get the game over with, and they had a big enough lead. It didn't matter. The better story, though, is in the losing locker room. I, I could sit here and wax poetic about the Texans, but nobody wants to hear that. There, nobody wants to hear me wax poetic about the Texans because the drama is with the New England Patriots. That's where the drama is. Uh, on the New England side. So the level of concern for the Patriots after this latest loss, which is their second loss. Remember, they lost on Sunday Night Football to the Baltimore Ravens in a route or route in that particular game. And in that game, they didn't get back in the game. So it's time to pull out the Maller panic meter. One to ten, with ten being that you wake up and realize you are the Cincinnati Bengals. Now that that would be a ten. You you wake up and you're like, oh my god, we're the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a disaster. Uh, as far as the Patriots down the line for the playoffs, playoffs, uh, I'm at a six. I'm I'm I've crossed over the Rubicon. I've crossed over the uh, at a five, and now I have moved over to a six on the Maller panic meter. Uh, so to expand on that, we've got intervention, ice cream, and the woods. And we will tie all these things together now. A, it's a bizarro world around the Patriots because you can't, I say you can't, you can, but you shouldn't go too far off the edge when they lose these games. They still have Bill Belichick. They still have a coaching advantage going into just about every game. Brady, you figure at some point, if if he has to make a, a, a decision in the playoffs, he's going to make the right decision. The defense stills pretty good. And the Patriots have won 10 games, and, and they're a playoff team. Uh, it just does not feel, though, you know, perception is often reality. It does not feel like they are all that good when they match up with the better teams in the NFL. I don't know that you could argue anything other than that, the way the offense has performed. The reason I'm only at a six, because if this was somebody else, if this was someone other then the Patriots, you'd be like at an 8.5 on the Maller scale of panic. But for the Patriots, it's only a 6. Because I still wouldn't bet against them. Many of the same arguments that are being made about the Patriots of this year can be made about the Patriots of last year. And when the playoffs started, 
They flipped the switch, and they ended up playing much better uh, brand of football in the postseason last year. Now, last year is a standalone, and last year they had Rob Gronkowski, and last year they had uh, some other players that are not part of this Patriot team. I totally get that. I totally get that. Uh, but I still would not bet against them. At some point, this is going to end, and this could be it. I mean, this could be the end. That's it. See you later. Uh, no matter how many fruit smoothies you have and how many massages you get, uh, at some point, you're going to regress. And is this what we're seeing with Tom Brady? Or is it really a byproduct of a lack of talent for the New England Patriots at the wideout position and that all they have to do in the offseason is sign like four receivers and then all of a sudden, ta-da, presto! Uh, Tom Brady's throwing touchdowns all over the field. Uh, but Brady has been unable to find the antidote for this offense against the better teams. That passing attack should be put into quarantine. The Patriots passing offense, pathetic. And Brady even snapped on the sidelines. The NBC cameras caught Tom Brady in the first half. You saw the game. You know what I'm talking about there. He was holding what appeared to be some kind of sideline intervention with his teammates, and he was hot and bothered. He was I have no knowledge of anything. Yeah, he was wicked hot and bothered is what he was. I mean, he was angry. And uh, the kind of thing like any other quarterback does it, we say, what a douchebag, what a bad teammate. But Brady does it. It's like, ah, who cares? It's Brady. Tom He's Brady just. Can do that. Tom yeah, Brady could do Exactly. That. Brady can do whatever he wants. Brady could take a dump on the bench and people would say, okay, it's Brady. I hope he wiped. Uh, that's how that would go with Brady. But other quarterbacks, we kill him, right? You, would kill, you imagine if uh, Lamar Jackson was yelling at his receivers on the sides, oh, my God, Lamar Jackson, what are you doing? But Brady's won all those Super Bowls, so he can yell and he can scream and he can shout and pout and have a temper tantrum. But the lip readers had a field day. Brady was yelling and pretty much pleading with his receivers, play faster, quicker, more explosive. And for much of the game, nobody was open outside of Julian Edelman, and then Edelman didn't get open. And even with the remedial passing game of swing passes and bubble screens and all of that, even with that, it didn't really open up until the Patriots had fallen behind by so much. The Texans had just kind of packed it in and said, okay, we've got the game won. We'll let them let take these long, methodical drives down the field. There's nobody getting separation. Now, part B of this. So, so the Patriots are 10-2 this season. They, they are no longer the number one uh, seed. New England slide on over to the number two position in the AFC. The beneficiary is Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, who beat the 49ers in a close game, move into the pole position now. And they will be number one overall, assuming they don't lose to Buffalo next weekend for home field advantage. In the playoffs, the Patriots are in serious danger. See, this is why they're in the stranger danger zone for New England at this point, uh, having to play on wild card weekend. Now, as the number two seed, you get the bye. And the only place you'd have to play on the road would be in the AFC Championship game, let's say, against Baltimore. But you have put yourself in a very tenuous position because New England is only up by one game over the rampaging Bills, and Bill Belichick's guys still have to play the Chiefs next week. That's in Foxborough. And the aforementioned Buffalo Bills in Week 16 also in Foxborough, and they have other games, cupcakes against the Bengals and the Miami Dolphins, who you figure that even as disjointed as the Patriots offensively are, they will still be able to beat those teams because the defense will shut down 
Ryan Fitzpatrick and Andy Dalton. But nothing, nothing is easy right now. Everything is a struggle. The Patriots watching that offense, again, they, they just even when they've been winning here against the better teams, the offense has been painful to watch. It's not a fine-oiled machine at all. And they've mostly been practicing strategic incompetence. Whether it's Jacoby and Myers or you go down to Philip Dorsett or any of these guys. It's like, who is that guy? Never heard of that guy. And uh, if they were a flavor of ice cream, if they were the type of ice cream, you go into the store, you can get ice cream, they would be Rocky Road because that's what the Patriots are right now. They're, they're, they're overindulgence in mistakes here uh, for the wide receivers. There's nothing appetizing. Things Now, I will tell you, things are never as bad as they seem. I did. They can actually get worse for the Patriots. Like it, it could be much worse if they don't get a bye and have to play on Wild Card Weekend. You can turn out the lights. The party's over. It's all over. All right. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I've done several mile monologues in recent weeks about this topic. It is time now for Robert Kraft to step up. This requires divine intervention. Now, we can debate about divine intervention, but the only equivalent for divine intervention for the Patriots right now involves going for the forbidden fruit, Antonio Brown, right? He's out there. He's a Hall of Fame receiver. Now, he's got to get cleared by the NFL. The rumor is that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, and that is the guy. That's it. There's no one else. You know, I guess you could sign Randy Moss and see if he can catch a pass or Jerry Rice or somebody like that. But Antonio Brown has been hanging out. He played for you for a week. He, he trashed the organization uh, on the way out. He tried to knock down the ladder as he left the Patriots. But that's it. And, and if Robert Kraft and the people that run the Patriots, I mean, Bel- Belichick would take him back. Tom Brady would love to to get Antonio Brown back, and supposedly Brady has been working behind the scenes trying to encourage Antonio Brown to play nice on social media, and he had that apology a couple of days back to Robert Kraft trying to grease the wheels to allow Antonio Brown a path to come back to the Patriots. But that is it. I mean, if they go in with this offense, I mean, that's me. My God. They're going to have to pitch a shutout every game and hope that Brady doesn't throw any interceptions to get returned for touchdowns. He can't win the game because you're down by seven. That's three field goals. you got to get three field goals to get back. All right, last word here. So this is a signature win for the Texans, I guess. Typically, they have been the punching bag for the Patriots. We know the most famous moment in Texans history is when they showed up to Foxborough wearing Letterman's jackets. Texans Letterman's jackets, and they were ready to assert that they had arrived. They were the varsity now. And uh, J.J. Watt strolling in there and the rest of the Texans, and then they uh, just got smashed in the face, and it was uh, wonderful. But the tables did turn. But Houston, to me, is not out of the woods. They're not. Because Tennessee is on the prowl. That was a big win for the Tennessee Titans against the Colts, and the Colts have their issues with Jacoby Brissett. But that's a big win for Tennessee, and they're lurking. They're a predator the Tennessee Titans, but not a Nashville Predator because that's a hockey team. But Tennessee's Titans are lurking here. And the Titans with that win over the Colts, and the glass slipper has not broken yet for Ryan Tannehill. The Titans are 7-5. and five. They're one game back of Houston in the division. They play each other twice the final four weeks of the season. Now, Tennessee also has to play the Saints. That's problematic, but the game's in Nashville. And they play at the Raiders. That's coming up this week. 
Meaning, assuming you get the gimme against the Raiders the way they're going, you got to sweep the Texans and the Titans. The way they played, it's not outrageous to think that they could sweep the, the Houston Texans. Then all of a sudden you got chaos as far as the division's concerned and whatnot. All right, real quick, let's hear from some of the participants here, the better story in the losing locker room. Bill Belichick, who always has a lot to say whether his team wins or loses. Here is Bill Belichick waxing poetic about the opponent here from Houston. Texans did a good job tonight all the way across the board in every area. They were just they're just better than we were tonight. And uh, I'm proud of the way our guys fought and competed, but we just got to gotta coach better. We got to play better. We just got to gotta do better than we did tonight. It just wasn't good enough in any area. And, uh, and they were the better team. So I think that pretty much sums it up. Belichick's going to have to go back if this continues and, and, and go to his old notes when he coached the Cleveland Browns on how to say stuff after losses. It's been so long where they've only lost a couple of games every year. This this could turn real nasty. All right, anyway, here's uh, Tom Brady uh, asking about the future and what can be done, and apparently he is no distant relative of the great Nostradamus. We're battling. We're trying as hard as we can, and you know, hopefully we can make enough plays and uh, you know, be the best we could be. It doesn't all remains to be seen. So you know, you can make a bunch of predictions and so forth, but you know, that's not what it's about. It's about going out there and doing it. And uh, you know, a lot of guys made some plays tonight and try to try to build on it and see if we can do better next week. Yeah, hey, uh, Tom, can they try to make plays in like the first or the second or the third quarter rather than just the fourth quarter? Could that po- be a possibility? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It was billboarded as a heavyweight boxing matchup. The 49ers heading east to Maryland. Take on the Baltimore Ravens exchanging haymakers in the early television window. It was one of those games that the NFL itself, the league office, did not think would be that good. If they thought it was going to be that good, it would not have been played at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, they would have moved that game to a very minimum, the bare minimum, this game would have been played in the 4 o'clock television window. But it was played early, and it was played in some bad conditions. And Baltimore, who had been beating everyone by a gazillion points, monster mashing their way through the NFL. On this day, the Ravens needed to squeeze out a long, methodical drive in the final minutes, eating up the clock before Justin Tucker knocked through a field goal from 49 yards, and the Ravens did win their eighth consecutive game by this much, barely. But a win is a win is a win. However, you've been on the 49ers, you did win your bet. So uh, for myself, I was very happy with the outcome of the game because while the Niners lost the game, they won some money for the gambler, uh, which which is good, uh, which is not bad at all. But let's get to the story here. Now, typically the story, the better story is in the losing locker room, and we will certainly talk about the 49ers, but the Ravens have been the toast of the NFL. They have been the darlings, the golden golden guys of football here over the last couple of months Baltimore has. Lamar Jackson did not put up a gaudy stat line. Now, he didn't. If you saw the game, it was a struggle. It, the struggle was real for Lamar Jackson. Now, he did run over 100 yards. He had 101 yards on 16 carries, and he barely crossed the 100-yard mark for passing, had 105 yards in the game. Even that stat line led to praise. You think, well, that that's not a great stat line if you only throw for 105 yards, and you know, that's not, not very good. But no matter what Lamar does, there's a parade of people there to throw rose petals at his feet because he's the darling of the NFL right now. And I don't know if you heard some of this. You might have missed it. But several prominent media people 
in the NFL uh, are head over heels. They just can't get enough of Lamar Jackson, and they celebrated the fact that Lamar Jackson was able to win a game where he didn't have a dominant stat line, and this tells you that Lamar Jackson could pretty much do anything, and these people would be going rah-rah with pom-poms. They love this guy. They love the story, and so no matter what he does, they're going to cheer for the story of Lamar Jackson. Uh, and uh, the, the, the general, I'll sum it up in one line, that even though Lamar didn't have a great statistical day, that this should cause anxiety to the entire NFL because the Ravens can still win when Lamar Jackson doesn't have a great game. So let's discuss the question. Should the NFL be, quote, terrified, unquote, by Lamar Jackson's performance on Sunday? Uh, I saw the game. Uh, I, I watched it. I was half asleep, half awake. You know, it's an early game for me. I work overnights. I stay up late. Uh, but I, I, the way I saw it, I say no, right? Now, I, I'm going to argue against the, the idea that the NFL should be terrified from what they saw of the Ravens in the game on Sunday. Now, my observations, you've got the elements, the dunce cap, and the commuter car, and we will lock all of this together. Now, number one, the big takeaway from this game is that we have finally found a weakness in Lamar Jackson, this this 2019 season uh, has, for the most part, been a mistake-free ride. It has been a cruise for Lamar Jackson with very few mistakes. And uh, But I would say that this was a blueprint on how to slow down the sonic engine of Lamar Jackson. NFL coaches have been searching for several weeks now. How do you stop this guy? Right? They're going high and low, and they can't figure it out. They can't get the answer to stop the matrix. And we've heard over this stretch of time that nobody can stop Lamar Jackson, that the hyperbole gets cranked up and, and gets into a urinating match, and everyone's trying to compliment Lamar Jackson more than the last person on, on television, the talking heads, and they're like, well, there's no defense that can stop Lamar Jackson. There's not a single defense that is designed to stop Lamar Jackson. Period. Hard stop. Uh, but the way I looked at it from what I was watching, and maybe my television is outdated and it's not like your television, but here's what I saw. I saw how to stop Lamar Jackson. The 49ers showed the entire NFL how to stop Lamar Jackson. You know what you do? You put a game in the elements is what you do. Lamar Jackson struggled to handle that nasty weather, the rain in Maryland, and it was puddle jumping is what it was, right? Rainy, wet conditions. There was some wind there. Lamar Jackson did not dominate this game. He, you know, he, To say a quarterback goes out and throws for 105 yards, you're not dominating when you throw for 105 yards. Now, he did have 101 yards, plus he lost a fumble for the first time this season Wet balls are always a problem. Wet balls. And uh, the, the football got yanked out of his hands by Marcel Harris of the Niners. And I believe that was at the – it was in the third quarter. It was at the Niners' 20-yard line. That is a manageable performance. If you're the 49ers and you say Lamar Jackson is going to have one touchdown on the ground, one through the air, and total 206 yards ground and air, you're going to take that. You're going to take that the way that he had been playing. You're going to take that. Uh, not a dynamic performance 
The fear factor, I didn't see the fear factor there. Jackson had zero completions of 20-plus air yards. That had become a bit of a staple over the last few games. This was his worst passing game of the season. And it came against a legit big-time opponent in the 49ers. Now, the second thing here, the, the Ravens, while they did win the game into the victor, I guess, goes the spoils, but they were not the unstoppable locomotive that they had been in, in recent weeks. I mean, you didn't expect them to come out and score every time like they did against the Rams with Lamar Jackson. But the 49ers more than held their own. They stood in the ring. They traded blows with the Baltimore Ravens and became the, the first team to score in the first quarter against the Ravens since October 13th. They also became the first team the Niners did. Uh, first time the Ravens have trailed, have a lead against the Ravens in a game since back on October 20th in Seattle long ago. Uh, and, and it's true that you know good teams win close games, and so congratulations to the Ravens. But the Niners coaching staff, most games are lost. They're not won. And the players decide the game, but the coaching staff did not help for the Niners. And Kyle Shanahan's got to eat the L. And I hope he enjoys it. Get some barbecue sauce. He's also got to wear the dunce cap. Kyle Shanahan, because again, the game was played in rainy uh, conditions. It was a typical kind of nasty early December day there in Baltimore. And Kyle Shanahan got cute. He called a pass play in a fourth down and one situation. Game at the time was tied at 17. So game's tied at 17. Rainy conditions, fourth down and one. You don't want to kick a field goal. We get that. So what are you going to do? You make the call. You're going to run it, right? Because you're running down the throats of the Ravens the entire game. You're stopping the running game. Uh, they can't stop your running game, rather. You're, you're doing whatever you want. You are controlling the game. So what does this Nimrod, what does this Dingleberry do, the 49er coach? He says, I'm going to get cute. I'm going to call a pass play, and Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to have him throw to George Kittle. Now, if it had been 70 degrees, perfect conditions, you say, no problem. Throw the ball to George Kittle. But it wasn't. And the pass got batted down at the line of scrimmage by a Raven defender, and that was it. The 49ers turned the ball over on down. So, again, it was tied at 17, fourth down and one. You try to throw, you turn it over on downs. Keep in mind, the 49ers, you saw the game. You know what I'm talking about. They averaged six yards per rushing attempt on the day. Some guy I've never really heard of, Raheem Mostert, ran wild. He averaged 7.7 yards per carry. He had 146 yards. Was great. Uh, I mean, that guy was was stunning against the the Baltimore defense. And Santa Clara never got the ball back after that bonehead play call by Kyle Shanahan. The Ravens ate the clock, and they went down methodically. And they ate all of the time left. They took all the time off. They kicked the field goal with Justin Tucker as time ran out. And it was similar, although I would say this is more egregious. Because it took a couple of fluke plays by Russell Wilson. But remember in that tie, you could have taken the tie against the Seahawks and Kyle Shanahan got cute and then Russell Wilson made a couple of plays. He ended up losing that game in overtime. But the Niners were in position to win the game and they blew it. They absolutely blew it. And their defense could not get a stop against the Ravens. Like The Ravens, you should be able to come up with at least – one big play defensively late in the game. If these teams play again in the Super Bowl, the weather is not going to be a factor. If they both get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be played in Miami. 
at worst it might be a hot hot rainstorm but it's not going to be it's not going to be freezing cold you would expect uh, in Miami it's never freezing cold in Miami uh, for any game. so the weather will not be a, a factor and while the weather was problematic the 49ers defensively they they were able to uh, for most of the game hold their own i mean you you look at the the stats which tell you a lot of the story but not the whole story the 49ers were more productive by about 50 yards. They had 50 yards or so more of offense than the Ravens. And the Ravens, who had been unstoppable on third down, only three of ten on third down. However, on fourth down, they were two out of three on fourth down, including that final drive. There were some some plays there that turned it around. But Baltimore taking over at their own 35-yard line with 6.28 left on the clock, and they go on a 12-play, 39-yard drive, 12 plays to get 39 yards and eating up all the time left, and that got the ball down to like the 31, 32-yard line of the Niners, and Justin Tucker hits the the field goal. So good afternoon, good evening, and uh, good night. Now, final point. So John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, who didn't get testy with the media like Jim Harbaugh. John Harbaugh and the Ravens. Now, they can smile on the outside. And I know they're smiling on the outside and all that. But on the inside, there's there's got to be some angst. Because this was typical playoff football weather. And you say, well, Lamar's going to get better. and He just didn't play well in the weather. But he played at Louisville. They played some bad weather games at Louisville. He'll be fine. But this is what you're going to see in the playoffs. Baltimore is going to have to grind out games like this. And you could say that the the weather is the great equalizer, if you will. The weather is the great equalizer in all this. There's no roof on the Ravens stadium. And as of right now, they are the number one seed in the AFC because the Patriots took it on the chin against the 49ers. And so or against the uh, the Texans, rather. So because the Ravens beat the 49ers, they will have home field if they win out the rest of the way. And things are going to be as bad, likely worse. I mean, you could get blizzard-like conditions in a Ravens home game in the playoffs. And the rest of the season, they still have to play road games against Buffalo next weekend. You think it'll be nice and balmy in Buffalo in Orchard Park, New York? I hope there's a lake effect blizzard. Uh, that would be nice. Lake effect, uh, lake effect snow there at the Bills game. Uh, they also play in Cleveland, another very tropical spot for the Ravens to play on uh, the road uh, later this year. So the way I look at Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is kind of like a commuter car. Like, you you know how you get a commuter car, you plan on driving it into the ground, but you're not going to keep it long term. You put a lot of miles on it, a lot of wear and tear on it. That's essentially what the Ravens are going to be doing with Lamar Jackson. He's not going to be the long-term quarterback of the Ravens. They will be drafting a quarterback not that long down the line as a replacement because it is not sustainable. The read option and all these sweet plays and all the bells and whistles that is working for the Ravens is going to send Lamar Jackson to a hospital gurney before he gets too much further into his career. There is zero chance of this this being the long-term situation for the Ravens. So it's it's a short-term, it's a fling, like a summer fling more than a long-term Romance, but here is Lamar Jackson admitting, hey, hey, pointing out that the weather was an issue. You seen the balls? You seen them? Horrible. Oh, Horrible. Man, um, I was throwing passes behind my receivers. I hit Hayton on the sideline, the corner. 
behind him. Um, Seth on a drive route behind him. It was ticking me off. Like, a lot of passes were getting away from me. You know, a lot of those, it, it, we'd had a lot more success, you know, converting, completions. That was it. It, it messed with me a lot. There you go. So that's it. If you're a opposing coach in the AFC, you need to make a deal with the weather gods and have it snow when the Ravens play in the playoffs. You got a shot. That's the great equalizer there. Lamar admitted he cannot deal. He could not deal with the weather. All right, here's John Harbaugh, who is hitting on some major sports cliches as he praises his team. Great win. Very good football team that we played against. They played a very good game. They had a plan. It was obvious what the plan was, all three phases. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a gritty game, you know, and I think it's a grit win for us. All three phases, definitely a team win. All three phases contributed really well right from beginning to end, and uh, we found a way to win the game. And proud of the guys for that, and now we move on to the next one. How good the Ravens defensively were. I mean, they did only gave up 17 points, but the 49ers, you, you average six yards a carry. If, I mean, they, they were running at, at will. For most of that game, the, the 49ers had 174 yards on the ground. I don't know how great the Ravens' defense is. I think, hold on a sec. The injuries are starting to pile up. All right, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, losing locker room. Garoppolo, who didn't have a great day himself there. He doesn't run the ball uh, much at all. Garoppolo had five yards on the ground, but he only had 165 yards in the air. Here is Garoppolo commenting on the other quarterback there, Lamar Jackson, and he is buttering the biscuits of Lamar. He's ready to roll. I mean, he always is. I mean, he's got burst to him that's like no one I've ever seen. And it's just, I don't know, the guy, he's ready when his number's called. you got to appreciate him for that. Well, who's not ready when they're uh, – give me the list of quarterbacks who aren't ready. Like Jared Goff, I guess, would be one. He's not ready when his number's called. Like, But who else? Kyler Murray, I'll put him on the list. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins, he's taking selfies. Dwayne Haskins, that's right. Dwayne Haskins, another terrible stat line, but the Redskins won because they ran the ball down the throats of the Carolina Panthers. And so people say, what, two starts in a row? Dwayne Haskins is coming around. Garbage. (laughs) He's still terrible. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. You said that. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, we bring in the Coop de Loop. All right, Ben. Yes. I like the pregnant <laughs> pause. Always good for radio. Let's yes, the Suns are Doug still. Gottlieb tribute. The Suns are still <laughs> holding on to the eighth spot in the West, but they've kind of gone into a spiral since we last talked about them uh, going three and seven in the last 10 games. Uh, former number one pick DeAndre Ayton, though, makes his return from suspension shortly before Christmas. Do you think he makes enough of a difference to make them a contender, or will the Suns be an afterthought by Christmas? No, no. They, they had their their highlight of their season there. They're done. Uh, the Phoenix Suns had a good month, but this, like the Greek uh, philosopher back in the, uh, the day said many, many years ago, water seeks its own level. And the Phoenix Suns, it's back to Realityville in the Valley of the Sun there. They have been stung with injuries. Now, you know, even if Ricky Rubio didn't get hurt and Eric Baines, eventually those guys are not that good. They're marginal NBA players. Ricky Rubio, the reason he changes teams so often is because he's not all that good. The depth is not there. And DeAndre Ayton is still a work in progress. Now, I guess the steroids he was taking will, should help him out and should provide him with some some extra juice, if you will, for the Phoenix Suns. But, but the Suns... They played 22% of the NBA schedule. If they can be anywhere near 500, that would be a major accomplishment in the Western Conference because some of these teams at the bottom of the Western Conference that have been hibernating have started to wake up over the last 10 days or so, and some of the teams that were overachieving, like the Suns, have come back to reality but I do not see a path outside of some trade improving the roster that the Phoenix Suns end up 
uh, contending for a playoff spot in the West. All right, next. Now, when talking about why Frank Gore isn't a Hall of Famer, you said you'd rather have someone who was exceptional for yeah. a short period of time, or rather than. Well, I didn't being... say rather. I said I would be more. I would be more able to put that person in than a guy that was mediocre, like Frank Gore was. Isn't above time. average. Yeah. Frank Gore. It, yeah. Nah. Never an All Pro. All Pro's great. But yeah. Well, that an All Pro's way above average. Anyway. Sterling Sharp certainly fits the profile of somebody that was exceptional for a short period of time, and Brett Favre said this weekend that he thinks Sharp should be in the hall, likening him to uh, Gail Sayers. Do you agree, Ben? Uh, yeah, I would have no problem with with Sterling Sharp being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, would not. I mean, I, I guess the comparison, Sterling Sharp is a more deserving Hall of Famer than Frank Gore. Like, if you're going to put Frank Gore and you should put Sterling Sharp in first, and it's not even close. I mean, number one, he only played seven years, Sterling Sharp, for the Packers. And he during that seven years, he was one of the more dominating players in the NFL all time. If you look at his numbers and how they stack up, Sterling had he was a five-time Pro Bowl player. in uh, But Pro Bowl's not even that much. He was a three-time first-team All-Pro. That matters more than the Pro Bowls because they put, you know, Vince Young made a Pro Bowl when he was with the Tennessee Titans. Three-time first-team All-Pro. And secondly, Seven seasons, he led the NFL in receptions three times. He led, Sterling Sharp did, the NFL in receiving yards. He uh, had the most yards per game during one season, the most scrimmage yards per touch. So those are things. You you look at the, the resume of some of these other guys, like Frank Gore, who never led the NFL in any meaningful category for a running back. Longevity is something that's important for baseball and basketball, but it is not a judge. It's not a tool for football. Football is all about making an impact, and Sterling Sharp distinguished himself as an exceptional player in Wisconsin with the Packers. Frank Gore never was an exceptional player, not with the 49ers, not with any of those teams. I mean, he was in a couple of good years, but he was never even a first-team All-Pro. All right, next. Well, speaking of all-time greats, during the NFL's revealing of the top 100 players of all time, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, he gave his little uh, tidbits here and there. Yeah, he's on the show. They taped it in the offseason. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. He said that Lawrence Taylor is the greatest defensive player in the history of the game. What say you, Ben? Well, here's what I say. First of all, Lawrence Taylor was an amazing talent, and you know, the, his career has been talked about ad nauseum over the years. Greatest defensive player I've seen, greatest defensive player in his era, and that was a pretty good era for defense in the NFL. But it's it's an apples and oranges comparison. Like, I didn't see Dick Butkus play. I know when Dick Butkus retired from the Bears, he led the NFL in fumble recoveries and interceptions, I believe, at the time he retired from the league. Reggie White, who's a contemporary of Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White was you know, the, 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 the dominating force, the supernova for Philadelphia and for Green Bay in that same era uh, and was just amazing. But I, I would imagine, like, Lawrence Taylor – would he have been better without the drugs and the booze, or was he fueled by a pile of cocaine? Like, I, I mean, that part of it you don't know, but his, he had, I think, eight times he was an all-pro in 13 seasons with the Giants, and then he had some issues there kind of near the end. But the, the second thing, Bill Belichick, see, when Belichick talks about Lawrence Taylor, you take it with a grain of salt. He is a stone-faced curmudgeon 99% of the time. 1% of the time when he's talking about Lawrence Taylor, Bill Belichick turns into this starry-eyed uh, teenage girl who's got a childlike crush on Lawrence Taylor, and he is so smitten 
to get LT's attention there. He just goes on and on and on. He just can't get enough of, of, of Lawrence Taylor. For Belichick, that is his weakness. He cannot stop talking about Lawrence Taylor as the greatest of all time. And I don't know, wax poetic about that. All right, there it is. Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. That is a winner. You can put it on the board. Yes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line unscreened radio. The safety net is off, and we give our wisdom, our knowledge, our advice. And who needs it? Who needs our advice this week in the world of sports? Now, typically, because we follow an NFL Sunday, we give advice to someone in the NFL, right? But I want to do things differently. We don't talk too much college football here, but the big story over the weekend was a route or route. The Ohio State Buckeyes taking Michigan to the woodshed 56-27. to The Ohio State University dismantling Michigan, and that led to Jim Harbaugh having a meltdown after the game, very upset with the media. Very upset with the line of questioning, and he wanted to nip that in the bud and all that. So Jim Harbaugh, who's a Michigan man, it's good that Jim Harbaugh is a Michigan man because if he wasn't a Michigan man, he would be in trouble. He's now 0-4 against, against Ohio State as coach of the Michigan Wolverines. So what is your advice to Jim Harbaugh? What is your advice? 877-99 on Fox. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. Hello, line one. Advice to Jim Harbaugh, line one. Don't eat yellow snow. Line two, you are actually line three, rather. We don't have line one. Hello, line three. I'll give him Bella for tonight. All right, line four is next. Advice to Jim Harbaugh. You will never be Bill Belichick. Line five is next. Line five, your advice to Jim Harbaugh, please. Hey, Ben is ready to go. Oh, oh, Kupaluki and Roberto. Line six. Hello, line six. You ought to teach Kenny Gardner flag football player. Line two, you are next. We're giving advice to Jim Harbaugh. He's a Michigan man, and he has been brutal as coach of the Wolverines. Hello, line two. Yeah, uh, Jim Harbaugh, let's take away the khaki pants from him every time he loses. That's a good point. Make him walk out there in his boxer shorts. Make him coach in his boxer shorts. That would teach him a lesson. All right, we'll keep it going here. These are unscreened phone calls, actual calls from actual listeners like yourself. You can join the fun, 877-99 on Fox. And Jim Harbaugh is likely sleeping right now, but we know he will download the podcast the Ben Maller Show podcast. Give us five stars. Let's go over to you on line six. Line six, you are next. We all know Roberto was deported. Uh, line two, you are on the air. Advice to Jim Harbaugh, line two. Line two's not paying attention. Line three, you are next on the air. Hello, line three. Uh, yes, Ben. I would look Jim Harbaugh <laughs> and the state up north and Judgmental John square in the eye and say... You ain't about yourself, Ben Miller. Go, Bucks. 
I like the judgmental John reference. That's an old school caller, judgmental John, who has not called the show in many, many years. Every once in a while, he'll send me an email to say that he's still alive. Line five, you are next. We're giving advice to Jim Harbaugh. Line five, I hear you. You're live on the air, line five. Hey, Jim, take a couple of all you little girl. All right, very uh, nice advice, unless it's not. Line two, hello, line two. You're on the air. Advice to Jim Harbaugh, line two. Focus on this, Jim. I, I, could, I couldn't understand. What, what was he saying? I couldn't Focus understand. on this, Jim. Oh, focus on this, Jim, and then he was going to say something profane. Probably. Li- yeah. Uh, line three, you're on the air. Hello, line three. Hey, hardball, coach softball. Oh, thank you for that. Well, that's, that's good advice. Coach softball. Uh, line four, you're on the air. Hello, line four. At least their math and science scores are high. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, thank you. All right, hang up on yourself, please. Uh, line five, you're next on the air. It's the instant advice line for Jim Harbaugh. He's a Michigan man, and the Buckeyes got uh, the uh, Wolverines. Rather, got smashed by the Buckeyes, fifty-six to twenty-seven over the weekend. Big game on Fox. Hello, line five. Hey Ben, it was a great game. I loved it. I think it's his, he should just start taking heavy doses of. Co- hookers and cocaine. Hookers and cocaine. All right. Well, it worked for you. It worked for you so well right there. Why not? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, 32-12 and 12 in conference games since he took over five seasons at Michigan. He actually has a – he's only one game better than Clay Helton. How about that? Clay Helton, 31-12 and 12 in five seasons in conference play with USC. So, essentially, Michigan has Clay Helton – as their head coach, except the guy's like a bigger name and he wears khaki pants. Uh, pants. Uh, line two, you are next. It's the instant advice line for Jim Harbaugh. I don't know why I keep calling the show. I'm a hockey fan. Go hey, that's our buddy from Maine. Uh, Fast Freddy, what's going on? Line three. He should endorse me taking out Justin in Cincinnati on Boulder Dash on Friday. Oh, no, nobody would, please. Everyone talks tough about taking down the game show whore, and then no one even buzzes in. You guys are all a bunch of cowards. Stop coughing. What are you doing, line four? Focus on football strategy, not on how to untie shoelaces. Go, Buck! All right. Oh, yeah. It's all of Ohio's calling in here to celebrate and dance on the grave of Jim Harbaugh. Line five. Hello, line five. Quit. Line uh, quit. There you go. Uh, line six. Hello. A tail ain't nothing but a long booty. A booty ain't nothing but a butt. All right. Thank you for that. That's a great uh, anatomy class there. Line two. You are next. We're giving advice to Jim Harbaugh. He's a Michigan I like man. big. Butts and I cannot lie. Good for you. Line three, you're on there. The big butt crowd has checked in. Hello, line three. Hey, Jim, you got punched in the mouth, you little baby. <laughs> All right. That was, that was like a ripoff of Pencil Neck Ray, who calls in from Northern California every once in a while. All right, let's see here. Where shall we go? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's go to line four. Hello, line four. It's the instant advice line for Jim Harbaugh. When you get more than seven points in a divisional game, you always take the points, unless it's the Raiders. Unless, yeah, yeah. Well, I learned that lesson there. I did take the points with the Raiders, and I thought they'd actually show up because they were look. They got caught looking ahead against the Jets, but they apparently they didn't get caught looking ahead. They're just a bad team. Hello, line five. Line five's not paying attention. We go to line six. It's the instant advice line for Jim Harbaugh. Hello, line six. Hang on, Sloopy. All right, hang on. You can play the music again if you want. Uh, line, uh, there it is. Uh, line two. Hello, line two. 
Uh, more masturbation. Thank you. All right. Well, mo- maybe for you, sir. Maybe for you. All right. Line three, you're on the air. Hello, line three. Quit. Uh, quit. Uh, you've already said that, sir. Uh, we'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame the Koopa Loop. He will pick the final call on the Insta Advice line for Jim Harbaugh. Line two. Line two. The final call on the Insta Advice line for Jim Harbaugh. We go to line number two. And line two, you are on the air. What is your advice to Jim Harbaugh? Line number two. Cry on his brother's crotch. There it is, uh, Coop. You picked Angry Bill, very angry man. And there it is, the instant advice line, unscreened radio as the era of Jim Harbaugh. I, I don't believe he's going to get fired at Michigan. Some are saying he, he's in trouble. Uh, I, I did enjoy Jim Harbaugh, though, saying that it's insulting to be asked how Ohio State is better than Michigan even though Ohio State is better than Michigan, and they mop the field the Buckeyes do with Michigan. But that's an insulting line of questioning for Jim Harbaugh. Really? Your coaching is insulting for people at the University of Michigan right now. My God. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.